Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. More regulation never stops in the city of Toronto. But this is a popular program, and it was set up in uh, Toronto to help restaurants survive the pandemic. And it is being made permanent now. But there's a catch. Because, of course, Toronto is so desperate for cash, they're now going to force the charges of Cafe T.O. onto the restaurants if they want to stay in the program. And it is not cheap. There is a one-time application fee of $865 for 2023. An annual fee is about $1,500 for a sidewalk space and then $3,000 for a curb lane space. And then on average, they're saying it's about $14,000 to build because you have to build it on a platform for accessibility. And some costs will be covered by a grant. But you got to remember, we are talking about businesses that are barely hanging on. We're talking about businesses that were almost destroyed during lockdowns and businesses that have to pay back business loans because they didn't get free money like everyone else on CERB. And now they're dealing with this. So question, you know, a lot of them are raising questions of how they're going to get involved in a program that's actually very, very popular. Let me bring in Thomas Morana, who is the owner of Bar Volo and Barrera Volo. Uh, do I have that right? Am I saying that completely wrong, Thomas? Am I completely butchering that? <laughs> hey, Alex, how you doing? Beer, is it Beer Aria? Beer Aria? Yeah, okay. pizzeria. Just uh, think pizzeria, but for beer. Okay, sorry. I'm an old lady. I don't go out. That's my problem. That's okay. All right. I used to be cool and hip, and now I just don't leave the house. But nonetheless, um, you are, you've been part of this program, and you built a ramp for your College Street location. And um, has, it, has it worked out for you? Is it worth the money? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me on the show, Alex. Um, you know, I think the uh, Cafe TO program is a great initiative from the city to support the hospitality industry. Um, I think there's definitely room for improvement and you know what the program looks like long-term should be discussed. Uh, I don't know the details of the new accessibility requirements going into this year, um, but last year we uh, had to put a ramp on, the, on our curbside patio on College Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure if, um, you know, building a full-on deck is going to be, uh, you know, a permanent requirement. Um, you know, some businesses did opt in for doing that, but we didn't have to do that last year. Yeah, no. Um, and again, a lot of it, a lot of it is weather. I mean, they've got, you've got to have nice weather for these things to work. You, there's so many factors that pl- are at play for this thing to work for the restaurants and, and the bars. I mean, you've got to make sure it's nice out. Um, you know, you can't necessarily open it when you want. There are all sorts of regulations, and they're adding to those regla- regulations. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing, my feedback, you know, having three patios, I have three different businesses, is uh, I think the program should actually be starting earlier in May rather than June 1st. Um, you know, it gives restaurants more time to prepare for the summer season and iron out any kinks, but it also, you know, you can take advantage of some of the nicer days in May. Um, you know, summer in Toronto is short and every warm day is, is really valuable in the restaurant industry with the patio. 
And so are you surprised? Because there are a lot of restaurants pushing back saying, look, I don't have 14000 bucks. I don't have these overhead costs to pay. I mean, it's one thing to have to pay an $865 fee. Okay, maybe people could stomach that. But these are costs. Um, and a lot of them are saying, I just don't have that. Yeah, and I, and I totally sympathize. I think the program is not going to work for everyone financially. Um, and I don't think it actually worked for everyone last year, even when it was free. I think it just depends on the type of business you are. I mean, a restaurant or a bar is very different than, say, a takeout food establishment. And so I think, you know, it, should, it shouldn't be a one sort of shoe-fits-all model. I think that it should be dependent on the business type. I think the area and also, you know, um, do I think there should be a fee? I mean, no, it'd be nice not to have it, but I'm happy to pay a fee if it means that the city is going to be more organized and more transparent and on time with their deliverables, you know? Yeah. What is um, the biggest uh, problem with them? I mean, uh, they've gotten pretty fancy. I mean, when they started out, I mean, you were just like yeah. praying that you didn't get hit by a car or something. I mean, it was just like yeah. life at your own risk, but they've come a long way. I mean, there's barriers now yeah. in front of them. What is the, the big, what, what in your mind has to change? Well, for example, like in our situation at one of our locations, like we had to wait for the city to drop off these concrete Jersey blocks to set up our patio um, and we had an idea of when it was, you know, the time frame, but there was no scheduled date. We had no idea what we were getting. And what we got this year was different from previous years. And, you know, the patio blocks were dropped off on a Friday morning going into the weekend. And this was stressful because, you know, we had to scramble to figure out what furniture would fit, the table configurations, and also staffing. Um, and I just think, you know, the guidelines are made with this sort of one shoe fits all approach. And, mm. Any place that has a unique circumstance outside of these guidelines, they have to wait longer for the city to install. So, you know, us included in many places lost weeks in June because we were pushed back in line because our setup was a little different. So, you know, ultimately, I think applications should be done sooner, you know, immediately after the patio season's over, not, you know, May 1st. Um, and patios approved in previous years should be expedited and the schedule and setup should be done in advance. And um, as far as, uh, you know, the, the program itself, did you find, it, is, it, is it worth it and is it essential? Because, I mean, it was certainly during the pandemic, it, it was yeah. vital to get someone in the door, some money. But is it worth it? I think it depends. I think some of the curb lane patios on Main Street, um, it did not work for some people. I think, you know, uh, some patrons were uncomfortable, you know, sitting on patios with ongoing traffic, like with our, you know, with one of our locations, we didn't have a patio and this program gave us one. So for us, it was great. Um, so we really took advantage of that and it was really helpful for us. But in some places, you know, sometimes the look and the feel outside the patio doesn't resemble what's on the inside of your business. And so I don't think it works for everybody. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think it's an extra cost. A lot of the um, businesses are just wondering if they can do it or not. But some. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I think like a lot of businesses are still recouping from, you know, the closures. And I think, you know, even waiting one more year to delay the cost or, you know, giving sort of a little bit more advanced lead time so businesses can sort of assess whether or not it's worth it. Um, but uh, like I said, I think, I think there should just be more variables if there is going to be a cost and uh, just a little bit more organization on the city's part. 
That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Proactive. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how is business? Have you been have you been busy? Yeah, things have been good from our standpoint. You know, I, I, I can't complain. Obviously, we're in a slower season, but, uh, you know, compared to how it was, you know, uh, in 2021 and earlier this year, like, I'm yeah. just thankful to be open and uh, just to be able to operate normally without, you know, restrictions and it's just a nice feeling to be back. And, you know, it didn't happen right away, even though no. the restrictions were lifted. You know, it wasn't until maybe September, even in the fall, where we started to notice sort of the normal routines mm-hmm. of people kind of coming back. And so it's it's nice to be back. <laughs> yeah, Just while I've got you on the phone, just quick. I mean, I've been out a couple of times. The biggest challenge, what's the biggest challenge other than cost of food and stuff like that and just making the the... the bottom line, but uh, the service, has it uh, been a real struggle? Does it continue to be a real struggle of getting good people in who want to stay and actually show up? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a little different during lockdowns. I mean, you can't blame an industry that was forced to close for two years and staff looking for other work. And so the hospitality industry lost a lot of really good people that moved on to new things. And, you know, for a place like ours, like it was it was tough during lockdowns. Like it was a bit of a revolving door. Everyone was sort of unsure of what they wanted. And uh, it's been a little bit easier now from a staffing standpoint. But, you know, I'd say sort to sort of speak on what you were talking about earlier i think the biggest thing is always just the restrictions from the city you know like our city our culture depends on the restaurant industry to make it unique and i just find that all the rules and regulations makes it so sterile like if you go to a city like new york you should see their cafe to program Mm -hmm. they have awesome patios that are enclosed heated they're all year round they look aesthetically beautiful and they're part of the city and the 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 city supports this industry just past like you know uh, a cafe to program i think that there should be more uh looser laws when it comes to the regulations to allow businesses to operate at their full potential wouldn't that be nice from your lips to God's ears? I'm not sure it'll yeah. happen, but uh, I'm all for that, too. Uh, look, yeah. thanks so much for uh, filling in the blanks on this, and uh, have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Thanks again for having me on the show. Thank you so much. That's uh, Thomas Morana, who owns a couple of places, Bar Volo and Birreria Volo.